0: On today's episode, I spoke with a human-centered designer from University of Texas. It was probably the most difficult interview I've done so far, which shows. It shows where I lack information. It shows the gaps I have. It shows how I was raised specifically. On this episode, we talk about myself and my upbringing a little bit more than any other episode, Um, and it sort of put me in the spot, which is exactly the spot that I put on so many of my guests so it's only natural that I should be as vulnerable and as authentic as I I hope my guests are this episode was more difficult because it showed how I struggled with my faith uh, where I stand on that this is the one of the first times we talk about that in depth and it showed how I can be a better listener and how I can navigate conversation better. And I've taken so much from it. And I wish my guest very well. Um, I hope to be in contact with them in the future and perhaps do a follow up episode uh, because there is so much
1: more to discuss. Kind regards, Nick. Hey, uh, welcome. Thanks. Um, yeah, I'm really
0: interested in your story. Actually, okay oh wow okay yeah, so uh, okay. it's always funny when the table turns and i get interviewed more yeah. by uh, other people who are interested in interviewing is that allowed is that um okay? so i am from rhode Island originally yeah. um i'm 25 i live in chicago now and i moved there like a year and a half ago to kind of pursue comedy and acting and writing and all that stuff um and i'm thinking about moving down to austin uh to pers- continue pursuing that because it seems like the comedy scene is moving down here um really? live in a different place that i've never kind of culturally li- never lived in i mean m- it's decently liberal it seems down here but more so i guess not culturally more like geographically it's a very different place
1: yeah what's like the biggest difference with austin you and know Chicago i think so it's far? the f-
0: the foliage like it's very like i mean deserty kind of right yeah. it's very like all the cactus cacti and stuff um i do love that and really? i mean it's also crazy how many like i didn't realize <laughs> there'd be so many trees here too mm-hmm. um yeah i I do love the like cactus type style um and i also think that's really interesting because i wonder if cacti like arrangements and that kind of landscaping on people's like property has grown also out of having a hundred year drought here Mm. you know and that becomes like where it's like a that's why that's why i've heard i don't know if that's a 100 percent true are you from here no i'm from tokyo but tokyo i moved around a lot hell yeah. yeah are you a student here now yeah cool Um, yeah, because, and that's the also, that interests me with a lot of other type of stuff is like things come out because they're functional, you know, they, they serve a purpose and then eventually they end up being aesthetically pleasing or something. Right. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's, that's more, that's my, my way of thinking. Uh, what, what's your major here?
1: I am human ecology and design strategies. Human ecology. Yes. So what is human ecology? Um, just to sum it up, it's like majoring in a whole department it's like family sciences, textiles, cultural cool. things like that. Interesting. But I'm mostly focusing on my design strategies part and Okay, uh, what type designed. of design strategies? Um so design strategies is like it's called human-centered design. Mhm. And okay. yeah, we start with research and it's basically the process of how to think through a problem and yeah. find the right solution. Yeah. And also like know that you're solving for the right problem. Sure. Um so it's like not really a craft, as you would think of design, mm. but it's more of a way of thinking.
0: So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm always interested in user sure. experience and such. It, it crosses into that, but yes. with more focus on the process. Yeah. So do, would you say that you have, you're a pretty empathetic person?
1: Am I an empathetic person? Mm, I would say so.
0: Because I feel like that, like type of role. Requires the understanding of where people are coming from in certain yeah. whether it's but I mean do you do you think you'll go into more of a Digital sphere or do you think it's gonna be like a, like kind of exhibition type of thing or landscape like wha- what so uh,
1: my dream is actually to use design for Like a greater purpose of not just improving people's experience, uh-huh. but improving communities and improving third world countries So hopefully, I can work internationally, like nonprofits, NGOs. Okay. um, Go into their community and see what's the like causes of their problems. Sure. And hopefully, improve their quality of life. So would that
0: like uh, include like uh, water resources or like Mm -hmm. botanical type uh, stuff, agriculture things like that?
1: It could be anything, honestly. But I think my main focus, if I had to choose, would be healthcare. Healthcare. Yeah, and then there's so many. Things. So,
0: what would be an example of human-centered design in healthcare?
1: Mm, there's a great—I'm um, not like a rep—but <laughs> 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 there's a great organization um, in Austin called Design Institute for Health. Okay. And they redesign like the clinic experience oh. of like there's so many what we call pain points of like inconveniences, sure. Where you go to one doctor and they refer they refer you to another, and then the waiting room is super long and yeah, like walking through to your to the room that they want you to go to yep. is like walking through a like horror movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just streamlined the, ex- the entire experience yeah. in one building. And that was one of my big inspirations for wanting to I love that design. type of thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Do, uh would you be using
0: m- like not using um how how much would technology be involved? Or is it more like kind of structurally, like an architecture style of like the rooms or whatever, or basically how humans
1: treat other humans essentially too? Yeah. Um, For the work that I want to do, it would mostly be systematic. Like how do we think of a healthcare system? Yeah. Um, But the type of work that they're doing is that plus like architectural design, interior design, um, just anything that goes into making that experience totally. for the customer. totally, um, And that can be literally anything, which yeah. is the exciting part.
0: That's cool. Yeah, it, yeah. it's kind of limitless. Mm-hmm. And as one problem solved um, or one pain point, let's say, is solved, I mean, does... <laughs> you'll do a, uh, what's it, I guess, post-mortem on that too and see like, okay, do we create other pain points or do we solve with like, these pain points? Okay, well, yeah. obviously, there's other pain points of other ways of uh, working and now let's solve those.
1: Yeah, but... Yeah, that's what I'm working on. Interesting.
0: So. Does um, medical records can be kind of I feel like messy as well. Would your would human centered design go into that as well, like how they're shared and stuff, or not as much?
1: Honestly, I have no clue. <laughs> not yet. I'm yeah. still in the process of yeah. Like what uh, uh, what year are you? I'm about to graduate. Cool. Congratulations. I'm a third year. I'm Th- gonna graduate early. Cool.
0: Yeah. And now you were saying you're the head of what? What were you the head of? Like a uh, on site oh, the thing.
1: organization. It's called Humans of the Forty Acres. Okay. It's like Humans of New York. I don't know if you've heard of that. I don't. Yet. I haven't heard of it. So, uh, there was a photographer in New York that just went around taking portraits of strangers and oh. just having conversations like this, but yeah, yeah, more yeah. spontaneously. And then he started posting their portraits and some quotes online, yeah. and that took off. So oh. now, like almost every campus. Across the nation has an org that's cool. humans of That's blank. an awesome thing that um, exists. Yeah. How new is that? On this campus, it's been here for as long as I remember. Okay. But that's pretty cool. Humans of New York, I don't know exactly when it yeah. started.
0: Yeah. Um, have you heard of Jacob Riss, the mm-hmm. photographer? Mm-hmm. I believe his name's Jacob Riss. It was back in like maybe the early 1900s in America. Mm-hmm. He was big on. Uh, photographing, I believe, like the poor in in New York City. I think it was. He was either in New York City or maybe Chicago. Um, and it was also at the same time of. Do you know? Have you ever heard the the jungle? I mm-hmm. think that's by um, uh, Sinclair. I think. Mm-hmm. Upt, up, up, I don't know if it's Upton Sinclair or what. Um, but it was just essentially like it's what we're kind of talking about, where it's like this this idea of empathy and humanism and and um, awareness and support mm-hmm. and um, I, I, his photos are very powerful, very okay. um, emotional uh, okay. photos. But it was an interesting thing because a lot of people weren't really considering that. And that's an, that's another thing that I'd uh, be interested in your thoughts. I guess is there's a lot of. <sighs> I think a lot of people are somewhere in between naivety and ignorance, because ignorance is kind of a strong word. So we never want to be called ignorant, or we don't want to call other people ignorant necessarily. But do you think? There's ignorance only because s- there are so many different experiences that people experience, uh, the way they're they grow up and such than ours. Mm-hmm. So we don't necessarily, um, we're not aware of let's say problems they go through, mm-hmm. or or it's just certain uh, pain points that that exist in their lives. Is that something that interests you? I guess as well. Mm.
1: Ignorance. What would you say is the difference with ignorance and naivety? <sighs>
0: I think I know. I I, I keep heart I keep uh kind of like oh the moon's out right now. That's cool. Um, I think the difference between naivety and ignorance. Naivety is if you grew up not even being aware of a problem, mm-hmm. and and let's say you did something wrong or whatever, deemed wrong by, by someone else who has experienced certain pain points, then it's a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. If you n- learn that teachable moment and then you choose I guess not to not to continue <laughs> like learning or whatever, I think that gets into ignorance but okay. It's hard because also I feel like naivety is really only with children. Like, when we bring up that word, people think, well, like, only children are naive. But, like, I, I interviewed one of my very first interviews. I interviewed someone from Texas, actually, who was almost canceled because she had a photo from a sorority party back in the 10s, and she was in blackface. And she, was, she had never heard of blackface before or, like, minstrel shows or any of that type of thing. And... It's interesting because I had, and I'm not sure if it's just because I have a black sister or if it's because I was in theater. So it was like this history that you kind of like, well, it's kind of a dark history that we learn about. And she was mortified when she learned how how, um, disrespectful that was. And she never would have done that. So I think that that was bridging on naivete. And then she didn't go into ignorance because she was sincerely sorry Mm -hmm. and she was sincerely trying to self-educate and I I guess that's the hard thing because we're always learning right and there's just so much information and there's so many pain points that we're not even aware of that's why I think there's something in between naivete and ignorance because you're not necessarily being uh, malicious you're just being you're you're doing something that you don't know is wrong I guess Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, maybe the in between is like when you're still in the process of learning. Yeah, and coming out of naivety, mm-hmm. and trying not to be ignorant. Yeah, you know. But <laughs> maybe that's where like conversations, like that's this what come I th- in, th- you know?
0: conversations probably in the middle. Honestly, mm-hmm. I I think that a big issue right now with cancel culture and I guess it's just cancel culture is mostly just the fact that there's not a lot of conversation. It's very quick to just have. Um, like rep, uh, retribution, essentially, mm-hmm. which in certain cases that's really good because things are, uh, if, if there's injustices, people need to be aware of those and we need to grow from that. Mm-hmm. But if we're not necessarily giving people the time to get to learn about their mistake or like we're just, oh, well, now my life's over or in this sector or whatever because I'm being socially uh, excommunicated or whatever for because of this bad mistake I made. Mm-hmm where's the growth you're not really allowed to grow because people don't necessarily believe that you're sincerely sorry or mm-hmm. i don't know it's a dicey topic though because
1: yeah was was that the reason why you wanted to start something like this I think partly i think
0: i think it's also just the fact that we're not incredibly empathetic not that we're not incredibly empathetic towards each other and i'm not sure if it's that we're not incredibly empathetic or it's just like we're so distracted with so many different things so much different stimuli from our phones and from news and from tweets and all this stuff that i mean look at this quad this is awesome there's so many people out right now and talking this is great um but i think a majority of that isn't really happening as much anymore so my goal with this project was to essentially talk and Keep educating myself. I mean, honestly, this is I'm in that place of naivete and ignorance yeah, where I too. absolutely uh, like like Socrates. I think where it's like I know nothing, kind of. You know, I know some things, but I know a lot about nothing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think recognizing that is a big
1: thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And you wanted to, like, go through that process of learning, and that's yeah. How did tell me the story of how of this how started. this started? Yeah, I'm really um, curious.
0: So I mean, I'd done other. Podcasts, uh, I do a uh, podcast called Fool Podcast where I interview musicians as a kind of co- uh, comedic form of myself a satirical mm-hmm. style. And that when I'm still working on, I haven't I haven't figured it out yet, but it's somewhere in between. If you know the show, uh, <laughs> that's funny. in between two ferns, Zach uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al it's kind of leaning towards that. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to to make it funny and then also sincere and, yeah. and all that crap. but I, I'd been interested in podcasting for sure. Uh, For like a few years. I love improv. I think that like um, there's a lot of I take inspiration from like the fire sign theater Which is like a 70s radio type teleplay kind Mm -hmm. of uh, or not teleplay a radio play of uh, just pretty much free associative uh, Improv comedy and stuff. It's Mm -hmm. it's leaning towards stoner comedy as as it was called back then Um, So yeah, I took inspiration from that and then also have you heard of the podcast beautiful anonymous? No. It's uh, by a comedian called Chris Gethard, named Chris Gethard. Okay. And he, that show is people calling who are anonymous. And then he said, he throws out a number out there and says, call me. And then they do an hour and he can't hang up. Uh. He doesn't really judge. He just listens and they talk and they talk and talk. And that was something that pretty much opened my mind of, there are so many experiences I don't know about. Mm Mm-hmm. And how can I make a judgment call politically, let's say, or, or even socially Mm -hmm. where I'm just so quick to be like, this is my steadfast judgment and I'm not flexible on it. It's Mm -hmm. always going to believe this. Um, and I, I've never necessarily been like that. And I want to keep getting away from that as much as I can, because once you start understanding where
1: people come from, it starts making sense, their methodology. Right. Mm -hmm. Has your, has that mindset kind of have you seen it change in yourself throughout the time you have this project going? I don't know how long you've done been doing. This, this is project. this is gonna be probably like episode
0: seventeen or so. I've done this since last uh, summer, starting in Chicago. Okay. Relatively new project still, and yeah, I th- I think so. <laughs> it, I mean I find I constantly find myself of I mean I've always been someone who will start a conversation with uh, mm-hmm. people. I mean I'm traveling here alone right now, and so conversations more than welcome any time. Yeah. And the trouble with certain podcasting is at a certain point you're like wow i just want to record every conversation (laughs) but we can't do that and nor should we i mean like there's moments that shouldn't be and that's when they become very um candid right and Mm -hmm. very um just open-minded how you doing um yeah and i i notice i'm very uh passionate about homelessness as well Mm -hmm. and i notice that there's a pretty not, I don't know if it's big, but there's definitely a homeless population down for by sure. the, the bank with all their tents and such. And I just notice myself being, I don't know, I love waving to, to anyone. I love waving to, like, hey, good morning, hey, like, okay, let's, like, make a connection for a moment. Mm-hmm. And, like, even it's as simple as I'm biking down past those, those tents, which, who knows? I bet a lot of, I mean, and this isn't casting judgment, a lot of people probably switch to the other side when they're walking. They don't want to walk by that, and I, I understand that, and, I, and that's just uh, a part of life um but like i give a head nod to someone who's sitting on a bench who's obviously going through some struggle mm-hmm. and he smiles and that's that's great you know that's that shit gives me life that's awesome mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i think that that's um i i'm a very empathetic person uh and overly empathetic where to the point where it hurts sometimes because it, it, there's just so much there's an equal, I say so much strife, but there isn't so much strife. It's a, it's an equal ba- probably balance of joy and uh, or and struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you really look at it. Because uh, for every bad thing you look at, there's a, a beautiful, loving thing yeah. right across the street from it,
1: right? Yeah, and maybe the the beautiful thing of being an empath is you get to hear these stories. And yeah. You get to be curious and you get yeah. to learn a lot. Absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. the
0: other thing. I mean, it's not just me learning here. I want... If anyone ever listens to these, I want them to consider different people's perspectives. And I think that's really important, especially with all this political BS. And I mean, with the past two elections, they've been completely uh, vitriolic, vitriol, Um, just very venomous, you know, And, and we're not seeing... Even though we have different perspectives and different thoughts of how, let's say, healthcare should be get done, we all want to be healthy. We all want our yeah. kids to be healthy or our our mother to get the treatment that she needs. Right? It's just how we get there. We got to talk it out. We got to debate it. We got to yeah. have like hard debates, because I mean, I don't know if this is true in like in uh, environmentally, but I mean, there's the old adage of like it gets worse before it gets better, but you have to have that breaking point where we got that out and yeah. now we can move on. Now we're not harboring ill will towards someone and we can put that aside mm. and worry about the actual issue at hand.
1: Yeah. Who you know? would be, what viewpoint, I guess, or perspective for you would be the hardest to empathize to, Like with?
0: accept or whatever that exists. Yeah. I mean, an, an, like any sort of racism or, mm. or anti like, uh, I guess anti- uh, uh, I don't know if it's just, I, I don't want to just say anti-Semitism, but, uh, Semitism, but uh, I guess any any discrimination against any religion, yeah. any, I guess that's creed, um, <laughs> or any uh, racism, uh, is, I think bigotry is insane. I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah, I think that those are really tough things to accept. And I mean, they shouldn't be accepted, e- uh, as I say that. It's if i haven't had someone like that on here yet and i hope i do at some point personally once i have someone on here i want to learn how they were raised Me i want to learn everything right because th- the only reason they think that way is based on how they grew up mm-hmm. and the experiences that they've had and i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that hatred first of all is is there's a lot they maybe they don't have a lot of self-love for themselves um And maybe they have a lot of hatred or misplaced hatred because they feel like they've been screwed over by some certain uh, race of people. Mm -hmm. And um, because of that, they don't have a job or they they're they didn't have the health care. And they think that that's because of of this thing or or like we're paying too much taxes towards DACA and all these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I I got to it's like it's like breaking a nut. You got to try a little bit. And I know everyone's not willing to try. Mhm. And I think that's also what gives me kind of more fire and energy to do it even though it's fucking
1: hard, <laughs> yeah, to be doing this, you mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. L- I mean m- more not necessarily right now, but like yeah. if I were to talk to someone who had like diametrically yeah, yeah. opposed viewpoint th- to me, those conversations would Yeah. Be very hard. I th- but they're so important because how can we begin to fix to f- to fix this gap in between mm-hmm humanity and it's so crazy because we're we're (laughs) we're all the same we all need the same things
1: Mm -hmm. it's
0: just how we get those things and how we've been taught to get those things that gets in the way i guess i don't know i'm not like incredibly philosophical nor am i like there's much better people well versed in in this i'm just Mm -hmm. i'm pontificating on the spot here (laughs) yeah i love it
1: there was a a great quote that really stuck with me Um, I think by a Christian author, I'm Christian, by the way, but um, she said, not only can I disagree with you and still like you, I can dislike you and still love you. And that was like, we're dwelling on the point of, I disagree with you, therefore I don't like you anymore. Yeah. But for me, the reason why I do things like this is because... I believe that not only can I disagree with you, and sometimes dislike you, but because Jesus has loved me, I can love other people Mm. and share that with other people, Mm. too, you know? And, yeah, it's like, that's my fire for these types of conversations.
0: I I mean at the end of the day and I, I've said this multiple times and I've said it to all my friends uh, I mean love is kind of everything I think I mean we are love and whether it's through like a Christian viewpoint or like a Buddhist or or a Jewish and I mean we are love and if we we're coming from like God or Jesus and all that stuff like we uh, he if if we're looking at let's say Christianity right and I, I was raised Catholic um <sighs> Jesus died because he loved us so, right? That's I think that's like a, either a ly- a lyric in a hymn or, yeah, or yeah. like a biblical so. verse, right? And yeah. I mean, if i my 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 religious, I'm I'm trying to figure out what where I am right now. But uh, okay, if yeah. it, and I don't mean to say this, if like if Jesus was real, let's say, as I mean he was as as I, mean, I think like uh, like as a human, as a human, he was a person. Yeah. And whether or not he was the son of God. If he truly did was crucified and he felt like he was i don't i mean for literally i mean he's literally was being a martyr like no matter what he was someone who was standing up for human rights and was killed in spite of that and what a message to die for such a cause for like because you see such injustice let's Mm say right and i loved i love uh the idea of, um, him just being loving towards everyone, you know, and that whole aspect of like being with prostitutes and being with the homeless and being with the sick and all this stuff. I mean, that's, I don't know if that was, that's why I'm so, um, I guess open-minded or loving towards, um, People going through certain struggles, or I I, I can't remember. Were, were we talking about pain points? I think I was talking about pain points the other one. Yeah. right? Yeah. Going through those pain points in their life.
1: <sighs> yeah,
0: I lose my train of thought a lot sometimes. So that's <laughs> um, okay. It's but, okay. Time. Um, yeah. It's
1: it's something to learn from for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. You said you were trying to figure out still your religious views. My religious know. views. Yeah, I don't know how personal you get. Yeah, for no, your, I can't. You know, this might on be this, one of the more
0: more personal ones because I don't really. I try not to talk about myself too too much, but um, every once it's in a good. while. I'm trying to be you. you I know. know yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like we keep. It's a nice dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. So, uh, where am I at, like religiously? You're mm. asking. I think. Mm, I think people hate when you say this, or some a certain subject of people hate when you say you're spiritual. Um, but I think spiritual is close as I come right now. And it's a mixture of things because I was raised Catholic. I was confirmed, mm-hmm. and I went to an all guys Catholic school uh, in high school, and um, it's very strict that way of uh, kind of living your life. And it's also not always um, up to date with, with the be- with like socially, right? In a yeah. lot of, a lot of ways, cr- uh, Christianity and other religions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my the president of my school at the time wrote a column in a newspaper saying how it's wrong to be gay and all that stuff. I remember being in freshman year and, um, like we literally had a seminar of like why we shouldn't be gay, like crazy shit. And so that, that stuff sticks with you. Obviously, I didn't have good sex ed. So that was like a detriment, to just in general, like, what I knew. I was ignorant in that way. Or naive. I don't know. Because that's the thing where we get back to naivety and ignorance. I had the option to learn more about sex. But instead, I was scared by that idea. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also a, a thing that, again, I mean, fear is probably involved with ignorance as well. Because sure. one, we're afraid to be wrong. And two, we're afraid of what we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess getting back to uh, religion, I've been reading more about Buddhism and it's funny. My uh, great aunt's a Buddhist Catholic, she says. Um oh, Buddhist Catholic. Where she, like, believes in uh, the Christian principles, but mm. she more subscribes to, like, the Buddhist philosophy, which is cool. Because I, I, as I learn more about Buddhism, it sounds like it's m- less and less a religion and more kind of a philosophy, mm, right? Sure. And A way of living your life. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know. I'm not really ready to subscribe to any one uh, religion, but I remember writing an essay in my philosophical, my lit, uh, hey, how are you? My, uh, not lit, Phil, uh, like religion philosophy in my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I just remember saying like, in that essay, like, I don't think it's right to, ju- or not that I don't think it's right. For me, I would have to explore all these religions because I remember realizing one day where it's like, wow, if I was born in Utah, then I would have been a Mormon, you know? Mm. And so this idea of like being born relatively to where you are and what you're raised as, that's pretty much the only reason you're religious to a certain point until you really start, I guess, uh, thinking deeply about what do I truly believe? Cause I think that, yeah. I mean, we all hit a point like that, right? We do. for sure. Um, and so I remember thinking, like, we should just be learn, like, we should pick and choose, kind of. And then my teacher, and this has stuck with me, too, is like, oh, so you think you can just like pick and choose, and you can decide what you, oh, I don't like this part of, uh, of this is literally his voice, I feel like, you don't like this <laughs> side of-, of Christianity, but you like this, so you just mix so, like a little cocktail, and, well, I mean, it sounds a little weird when you say it, but yes. <laughs> You know, I mean, because that's also that gets into other things where it's like if you have a political view doesn't mean that I'm completely liberal doesn't mean I'm completely conservative. We should be mixing and matching what we agree with. We shouldn't just vote party line. Mm -hmm. We should really think deeply about what we believe, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, for sure. That doesn't work for
1: everyone, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just to add some like perspective. Please. I want you to talk more. Um. (laughs) I want me to talk less. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting for, For like, looking into all sorts of different types of religions. Um, I think it's very easy, especially in the Catholic culture, as I've seen it. I went to high school in the valley, okay. um, in the Rio Grande Valley, South Texas. Okay. So there's a lot of Catholicism there. Um, and I've seen... Like through conversations with people in a very similar stage as you, it seems like like mm. exploring different religions and spiritualities. Sure, um, it's easy to see like the the outward facing of each religion has uh-huh. like a different set of principles. But I think the way that I the way that I've interacted with religion is a little bit different, and it's not just the set of rules or set of principles we should live by that is gifted to us from religion but something beyond that Uh something beyond just a simple guidebook for how are we going to live our life for the next 80 years but something that has an eternal weight if you believe in eternity sure um and um something that has weight because of this concept of salvation because not only just to explain like my christian view yeah um we had christianity has a rule book or a guidebook or some laws, as you would say, is uh, this the
0: catechism of the Catholic
1: Church or is this the Bible? This is the Bible. Okay. So <laughs> that's also a separate thing. Yeah, absolutely. Have you heard of that book? No, it's an interesting book. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're talking about like the yeah. cultural, like added on laws and things. Yeah, like that, pretty right? much. Yeah, but in the Bible, God gave the Israelites a law to live by, yeah. which was principles yep. to live by, and no one was able to keep the law yeah and even if we subscribe now to any sort of religion we will still fail yeah and so the step above that that i'm uh that is the perspective that i hope to throw in here is that we failed to keep the law and therefore god had to be separated from us Mm. because if when we fail to keep the law we're unholy and because god is holy hopefully our God is holy, right? We don't want to follow a God who's not holy. <laughs> right. Um, we were separated from him. But God is still loving us. That's why Jesus came down right. to die for us, because we failed to keep the law. Interesting. And he covered for our s- sins, as you call it, yep. which is our failings. Uh-huh. Um, and now we don't have to impose the law as a main part of religion in Christianity. We can celebrate the freedom we have um, mm. And God says that we're no longer under the law, but we're under Christ. Because because of Jesus dying for us, he gives us grace for when we fail. And so now we get to celebrate this joy and freedom that we have, that I have in my life. Yeah. When I faced that point that you talked about, where I had to really think about religion for myself, I thought of it as only this set of rules up until a point. But once I figured out that this isn't just about a way of life or just a set of rules but this relationship with God that gives me joy and freedom Mm. um, beyond just this set of rules um, that's when it was like this is a new thing not just not just telling me what to do but giving me this relationship
0: that's uh, it's funny I wish I like I could freeze time so so I could like think deeply about that before I even begin to speak Um, but yeah, that's that's really interesting because uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is that Jesus dying... Well, Jesus sinned, right?
1: Jesus did not sin.
0: He never sinned? He never sinned. That's what the Bible says, yes. That's interesting though, because if he never sinned, was he truly human? mm that's a because very I feel like if he's dying for us and it, it's like setting a bar or something almost kind of where it's like w- I don't know if it's setting a bar as much as um, You were saying I need to think about this more Yeah, you- take your time <laughs> Before Jesus the law existed and it was more like I'm holding you to these rules Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, in, in the First Testament, God's pretty, pretty angry. It's, or at least the stories say he's a very, like, vengeful God, right? Mm. Kind of thing, that fire and brimstone. Mm. Or is that more interpretations? I don't want to, maybe you can touch upon this a little mm. more.
1: From what I've seen in the Bible, yeah, um, there's a repeated phrase in the Bible to describe God. Mm. And it says, The Lord is gracious and merciful, mm. slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Mm. His mercy covers all that he has made. And so there we do get glimpses and huge stories of God wiping out populations yeah. to avenge his people uh-huh. or to punish sin. That mm. was really terrible. Mm. Um, but the repeated description of God in the Old Testament and in the New is that God is a merciful God. And he's very, very slow to anger and patient with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't well, know Okay, where going,
0: so I'm so. I'm really interested now in this whole aspect of that Jesus never sinned. Okay, Because yeah. first of all, we this is the tough thing about the Bible where it's just mm-hmm. there's so much omitted, right? And it's also human um perspectives written like who mm-hmm. have interpreted it and also vocal tradition or uh, oral tradition, right, that became written eventually. And we see Jesus really for What three times essentially in his life? Like three points where it's like a baby, and then like a young child, and then a teen or 33, 30, 30, yeah, 30 to 33, yeah, yeah. And most of the story is in 30, 33, right? Yes. So there's a lot of time in between there. Yeah. And also, is it not seen? Isn't there, okay, The uh, this is, uh, you're sh- I'm beginning to remember how much I actually remember, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, whatever. That's cool. Um, and there was a point when he was in the G- Gogotha, is that what it is? Gogotha. That's the skull garden, or it's like, means the skull, oh. uh, or maybe that's the hill where he passed. Um, I don't remember that. But, but that. essentially, he goes out to the garden, and he says, like, don't do this, right, or whatever. Like, he's essentially scared, right? Very scared. I would be frightened. Yeah. So. And so, I guess that doesn't. Reach sin, but it definitely reaches humanity from a perspective of emotion and in fear. Right, sure. that's a very human yeah. thing. <sighs> hmm. What's a what's the smallest sin? Like, what's a very small version of a sin that he possibly could have done? Mm. Like a lie. I don't know. Scared of? Because obviously a guy, he's so a kid, right? Yeah. He wasn't... Okay, wait. Was he born... Was he born knowing he was the Messiah? Is that like I thought? Or was he told when he was 13 or something? You know
1: what I mean? So there's a, there's a story of Jesus in the temple. Yeah. Um, And his parents go home to their hometown. Yes. Like they leave the city. Yep. And then they're like, where's Jesus? Where's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they come back and Jesus is like... Of course did you know where here. to find me Yeah This right? is my father's temple Yeah And that was a little That was a little kid saying that Yeah so That's How old is that about I have no
0: idea Yeah But I'm That's sure an interesting knew. thing Cause I mean That's also goes into this idea Of like What's intuitive Right Or what uh, Um, What are we born knowing That's interesting Yeah <laughs>
1: But yeah, if if Jesus sinned, none of it would ever matter. None of it would matter? Because then he, that would prove that he wasn't God. And I can't die for you and pay for your sins. Yeah. Because I'm just as broken as anybody here. Hmm. And so it had to be, and this is where in our, like, in our comprehension, yeah, it's very hard to understand how yes. how someone could be, a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man, at the same time. But that had to be who Jesus was, or else none of it would have mattered.
0: Now here's another thing that I think I do believe, and this okay. is more God in like the whole kind of greater scheme of what God is and represents. I see sure. God in nature personally, and I see God in in love. Mm. I think personally, we are all God. I think, mm. I think. And I'm not sure what 100% that means, but it, it leans towards this idea of, I think there were, I think it was Dick Hart or some other philosopher who like, be, like started believing God was in nature and such, mm. because I don't know, I mean, you, you, <laughs> you, you pick up. A bug and I've been like I've been getting better with with bugs and stuff And so like I had a fly in my hand this morning and I was just like kind of looking and like just this idea of like it felt very balanced and this is my mind Possibly adding that but it it just feels like this this love I can have for this fly Which also maybe that's part of not necessarily this project that's changed me and helped me Mm -hmm. grow to Not kill a a bug even though it's gonna die in like two hours or something, (laughs) right? um I don't know, I see I see us as God and love is the same. Hmm. And it was funny, I was actually interested in possibly becoming a priest at some point. Really? When I was younger, I went to a mission trip to Jamaica okay. and we were helping at an orphanage with kids hmm. with uh, cer- like various disabilities. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that was the closest I've ever been to God, whatever that necessarily meant. It, and hmm. it was just because I felt so much love.
1: Hmm.
0: And because I feel so much love, I can't point to what that means, but it means that there's something greater than I can't comprehend. And I think that's God. Mm. But that's just because that's the word that's a good placeholder. You know, like it doesn't necessarily, it's the best word. I think love and God are interchangeable. And maybe you might not necessarily agree, but you can see God is loving right in your So, I mean, it God is love, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, I think that's the closest I come to religion at this point, in a, in a steadfast of, like, this is what I believe, this is what yeah. I'll stay by for a while.
1: Okay. That's really interesting, though. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's all, I mean, it's stuff that I've, like, kind of thought about a bit, and then it's also stuff I'm just kind of rattling off at the top of my noggin right now.
1: Yeah, but I really appreciate, like, the exploration, and yeah. I think that will be sometime yeah before you could say like you figured it out yeah and you know what you believe for certain but i think you have to have that yeah
0: it's Mm. it's interesting though because my grandmother Mm -hmm. who's 70 or uh, 79 i believe Mm -hmm. or getting up to 80 and she's catholic Mm -hmm. and very nervous about passing away and very like not sure what exists after and to see that Mm and to my grandfather's a deacon on the other side on on her Mm -hmm. husband and someone who's so close to the religious community that she's been in all her life as a kid and and all the way until now Mm -hmm. she still has doubt and that just keeps me thinking
1: Mm. (laughs) yeah I'm sure it does I think Mm. I think it's hard to separate our experience and our Community, which are such essential parts of our life, mm. like basically make up all of our life, yeah, with who God is, yeah. Um, and so, for example, in the Catholic Church, I've seen a lot of emphasis on those rules and law, like you described in your school, too. Um, and so we happen to mistake God as a God who just wants us to follow the rules and that's mm. it, you know. Mm. Um, but I think God is to be learned about Mm. Um, more than just our own experience, Mm -hmm. but also what does the Bible say about who God is and um, what's the actual truth about him? Yeah. You know what I mean? And hopefully if your grandma, for example, truly believes that Jesus has died for her and she's put her faith in that, then she can feel certain that she'll be with God when she dies. Right. And that's a truth in the Bible that will comfort us more than anything from experience or from community. Yeah. And so I really hope that she yeah, finds it. I do that, I you know? too. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, the thing that, and this isn't, this is like where I beca- I have a fear of, let's, I don't have a fear necessarily of dying. I have a fear of if I die if heaven exists, am I not getting into heaven because Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't go to church all the time. Wow. That was, that's ironic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, because I didn't do other practices, but I, I live a pretty, pretty empathetic life. Mm -hmm. And like, I hope because of that, that like, if there is a heaven Mm. outside of, I also see, um, our current living as it can be heaven or hell probably more philosophically um but if there indeed is an afterlife an eternal afterlife <laughs> that i am looked upon looked upon with um like you said i mean i think forgiveness and mm-hmm. and also i mean i guess if god's ever present and and has always existed and always will existed that even his he knew that at a certain point Like we'd be in this woke, this woke culture and that certain (laughs) things that have were in like 1200 are now different in 2020. Yeah. And that if he's been ever present, then I'll understand like, well, yeah, this is now I'm I'm grading this person on this standard of of where religion's gone. Because, again, Mm. what if what if like we're all I mean, churches changed and because of certain uh, leader is in such yeah. and now I mean it what it's nowhere the same as what it was in hundred eight hundred mm-hmm. uh, ACE right yeah, and because of that I mean I don't know if God's metric would have to change of like what makes a good person or are you following all my rules because we're just living in this in-between of ignorance and naivety mm-hmm. where <laughs> We're just doing the, the the best we can that we've been given, mm-hmm. you know we're, we're, we're if there's stuff that we were supposed to know that somehow got lost in oral tradition before it was written down, and we don't, we all don't get into heaven besides because of that, but we've all lived beautiful lives that were giving and compassionate and and um, just aware, socially aware and such, and we tried our best. I hope we are able to get into this afterlife because that's if. This is why I think it w- if he didn't sin, if just Jesus had never sinned, I would kind of wish he did, and I hope he did. Because then, even someone who is God, part mm-hmm. like, well, that sounded weird to say, part God, or is God, mm-hmm. then it would make it even more understanding
1: for us, you know? It would make him more understanding, understanding towards of us. us.
0: Yeah, mm. because even his own son made a mistake, mm. you know? It It sets this level of understanding mm. and so i guess so that's my fear i guess that's a, it's a, an actual uh intangible fear i have where it's like even if i live the best life
1: mm.
0: and there ends up being an afterlife whew, am i screwed <laughs> and what does it mean to be screwed am i in hell or am i in somewhere else like well i mean yeah i don't
1: know no one yeah. does so something one of my friends said that was a, i thought was a really good point mm. was that so in this religious sense, we s- you, we face temptation, mm-hmm. right? Like the other guy was. We talking were talking about. about yeah, temptation. Yeah, yeah. we face we face temptation, and temptation leads us to sin. It, if sin is doing something that God told us not to do, yeah, or doing not doing something that God did tell us to do, uh-huh. right? So when we face temptation and we sin, the temptation is over, in a way. Mm. But if we persevere. The temptation is always there, right. and so like, you're saying if we persevere and don't give in to the temptation, and don't give in, yeah, then the temptation builds or yeah. you know subsides or whatever, right. but it's still there. So the point that my friend made was that we look at Jesus sometimes as if he never struggled, you know, right? He never had. He just he was so easy for him, yeah. But actually, he was tempted by Satan himself. Yes, I and do remember this? Temptation was always there at his side Mm. and even in the fear of torture and Mm. death in the garden of uh gethsemane or whatever the name was yeah um, yeah even in that torture is like fear Mm. he still didn't sin Mm. and i think that actually shows quite the opposite Mm. that not that it was so easy for him but he was able to persevere the hardest of temptations of all of us. Right, and that also is able to teach us to try and work hard, and it's hard work yeah, type of thing. and also to add on to what you were saying earlier about, like, we hope that God would be merciful enough to let us into heaven <laughs> if yeah. we live a good enough life, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I think that would also still be um, what I was saying earlier of putting emphasis on the rules and saying, like, um right you did too bad so you're going to hell it would just be the flip side of that saying you did good enough so you're going to heaven yeah but there's something beyond that mm. which was Jesus' love for us mm. saying it doesn't matter whether you did good enough in your own eyes or whether you did too bad in your own eyes i don't care i died for you mm. and now everything is covered for you mm-hmm.
0: this is uh now uh do do you uh, subscribe to a certain sect of christianity
1: that's, uh, still a exploration, Imbi- exploration for me sure. too, but, yeah. Um,
0: um, how are you? <laughs> You're welcome to come back. <laughs> um, uh, sometimes I say ridiculous shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> most times. And thinking about what, what we were just saying, we were start talking about, uh, sex of, sex, mm-hmm, sex, you, you sex about. of Christianity, mm-hmm. um, And because certain um, reformations of Christianity believe that because he died for our sins, we never have to um, confess or uh, go to confession and Mm -hmm. give us uh, tell the priest our sins and then they forgive us. Right. Uh, So I grew up with that. And this idea also persists in me. We're like, whoa, what if? I mean, first of all, I make mistakes all the time, let's say, or, or do, or tell little lies, or, or, because yeah. I'm afraid of the outcome or whatever, right? If I were to tell the truth, even no, though sir. it's always better, too. Mm-hmm. We know it, even though it's painful sometimes. Um, do you believe that you don't necessarily ever have to kind of confess yourself to, I mean, who would you confess? I don't know. I mean, a priest is just a person who, I all guess, I has been ordained, but.
1: It's like, what do we do when we do sin? Yeah, I is guess. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. Um, in First John is a letter that John wrote um, to, I think, one of the churches uh-huh. at the time. But in the first chapter, he says, um, if we confess our sins, the Lord is um, faithful and just to forgive us our sins mm-hmm. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm. But, um, for example, in the Catholic Church, we go to the priest and then the priest gives us forgiveness um, if we confess to him, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's great. I think going to a religious leader and talking through the things that Mm -hmm. we might have done wrong and him helping us confess and him helping us repent is a great thing. But also, um, something that was really cool that I learned not too long ago was after Jesus died, like, After his life was taken out of his human body, um, there was a, what do you call it, almost like a huge curtain in the temple that kept the unholy from the holy. And if you went through that into the holy space without being purified first, you would die. I think
0: I I remember, is that related to the the, uh,
1: ark? At Ark all? of the Covenant. The Ark of yeah, the Covenant. Yeah. Some, I think is very related to that, that, Yeah,
0: I, I remember, because that was another thing we talked about in, in high school. I, I had mm-hmm. theology every year. Um, and we talked about, like we, I just remember the diagrams of saying, like, there's certain entrances that you can't go into here because of oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you, so sorry. Yeah, continue. something
1: like that. Um, I'm not sure if it's the exact same thing, but my point was, like, right after Jesus died, that curtain split in half. Like, out of nowhere. Huh. And it's a thick curtain too. Mm. And that symbolizes how now, because of Jesus' sacrifice for us, we get to come to God personally. Mm-hmm. And we don't need these. They used to have to sacrifice a, a lamb. Mm-hmm. Like they have to go to the altar and kill a lamb right. for their sins before they can meet with God. Yes. But now, Jesus being Was the, the lamb, lamb, now we can come to God. Yeah. And we can have a relationship with Him. Like because I the can pray right now t- and yeah. talk to Him. And so. When we sin, I think God still has love and grace for me personally, Mm -hmm. um, and I can come to Him with those sins and say, I'm sorry, and come to Him directly and say, Dad, I'm sorry, and He will forgive me Mm -hmm. and also give me the strength to keep moving forward.
0: You know. how would how would you do that? Is that like, do you say that? Would you say that out loud alone? Would you think it? Would you mm. would it be as uh, and not necessarily sacramental, but like, like, would you do you make the sign of the cross ever? Is that something you do or no? Mm-hmm. I was I'm not sure.
1: No, that's not something I grew up with. Here's
0: another thought. This is I mean, this is a thought I've had since I was yeah. a kid. And it was like this idea of the sign of the, th- the cross. Mm-hmm. And it feels like I would always think, OK, I'm opening the portal to God now. <laughs> like the, the portal to God's been open. Uh huh. And, like, what if I don't forget to close it and do oh the cross oh. again? Because now I'm like, uh, the <laughs> and I feel, I feel like I always <laughs> used to picture this in, in, in um, church as well, where it's like, all right, do we do an even number of, of signs of the cross oh. so that, like, the portal's open? Or, like, are we intentionally <laughs> leaving it open so that God's always present? But then, so uh, then the idea of God is always present, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And... I just remember thinking that, pra- like, I mean, I was taught to like say my prayers before I go to bed, and I'd wake up in the morning and be like, "Oh shoot. did I did I close it?" <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like there's been comedians who've talked about that. But um, remind me, what what sent me off on that tangent?
1: <laughs> um, we what talking? do we do when we? Oh sin, yeah, yeah. Right. So
0: you, would you, w- if you're you feel like God, I I feel like I have this thing that I've done that I kind of mm-hmm. feel less than holy or not, cl- not maybe unclean or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it just a passing thought? Are you able to let that go? Mm -hmm. Like, if you just kind of think about it for a second, you're like, (sighs) I'm human. I made this mistake. Mm -hmm. Or is it more like you say it out loud or something?
1: Mm. That's that's a very interesting topic, actually. Mm. I'm not sure of the exact step-by-step process of what it looks like physically. But I know in the Bible that it talks about confession. And so I know that confessing to God is most important, right? I come before God mm-hmm. and I can kneel on my knees if I want to. I can just sit crisscross in my bedroom if mm. I want to, like mm. just still my heart and be a- with God, acknowledge him and just pray and spill my heart out to him. Yeah. Or, um sometimes I need to talk to my believer friends mm-hmm. and say, Hey, I've done this thing wrong And I needed to bring it to light, as they say. like Say it out
0: loud to make it real and to realize Mm -hmm. what you've done or whatever. That's
1: a phrase that's used a lot is to bring to light something. And because it says in the Bible, if we keep things in the dark, that's where sin will prosper. That's where sin grows. Mm. And so I think um, confessing to God is very important. Mm -hmm. But also there's some power in confessing to friends and believers as well. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm not sure if there's like a, you need to do this, you need to do this. Because <laughs> this gets into this. the laws we were kind of talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this process. Mm-hmm. And I think, I,
0: I mean, I come from a law perspective, I think,
1: because mm-hmm. Catholicism is very lawful. <sighs>
0: That's interesting.
1: But I don't think any of those things are for you to, for, any of those things aren't in order for you to be forgiven. Yeah. But because you're forgiven... We want to confess, get rid of these sins, help him, help, uh, be in a place where God can cleanse us, Yeah, move forward, be closer to God again, not in order to, to be forgiven, uh, but because we've been forgiven because of Jesus already. Hmm.
0: Yeah. How often does, um, Jesus or God or Christianity come up in your daily conversations?
1: Ooh. Depends on who I'm with. Yeah. Yeah. If I... I mean this has changed my life yeah. and I believe this wholeheartedly to be true sure so I wanted to share it with Thank as you. many people as possible yeah, yeah but I also think it's important to be genuinely f- friends with someone not just mm-hmm like preach the gospel and throw it down yeah. their throat all the time so with my believer friends like it's a very important thing for me and for them sure so we talk with around that same worldview about mm-hmm. different things mm-hmm. about Jesus himself mm-hmm. or about different things going on in our life, like graduation. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But with other friends, like I'm passionate about a lot of other things as well that yeah. revolve around that. So now know. here's here's uh, an honest thing I'll say. Yeah. And sure. I don't know where it necessarily
0: comes from. Mm-hmm. And I, I it's it's been leaning with more. I think I don't know if it's like liberal Christians or what. With or like Baptist would be considered more liberal than Catholicism. I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just this idea of like Jesus being dropped into conversation. I do have this gut, internal gut reaction, even if I don't show it mm-hmm. in my head. I'm like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> like ugh. it feels a little like, yeah. oh, why are we bringing this up? And I think that's a lot of people. And it's an honest, it's sure. an honest to God thought I have. Why do you, wh- where do you think that comes from? Ooh. And you can't speak for me necessarily, but for in general, other people, I mean, it, it's kind of a common thought you're like. Oh God, like he just brought this up now. We're gonna get into this conversation about Jesus (laughs) and I I I, kind of just like that aspect of myself because it doesn't necessarily I don't know what I think it's part of it is Because oh, you're so sure then why am why aren't I sure Mm -hmm. you know, like what who the hell are you to be? So sure when there's literally we've had the same amount of we haven't but we've had the same amount of information from mm. God, right? Because we we all we're going off of the Bible, we're going off yeah. all this stuff. So anyway, I d- I digress.
1: Yeah, I want to know your thoughts too. Like, <laughs> where does that come from for you? Yeah, but I uh, I know that we've as <laughs> I know that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait. Okay. Trying to get okay. I got gotcha. you. Good luck. Thank <laughs> you. I missed a bit of of it, but I I, I I it sounded like she said, "Was there ever a shooting here? Do you know?" Yeah. Okay.
1: So you, I don't know when, but not very recently. Okay. Someone was on the tower shooting. Really. On campus. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Um, that type of stuff also, like, I mean. I think because my own mental health is something I'm very aware of and try to be. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes feel, I feel generally sad when, like, I experience something like that with someone who, it sounds like, isn't 100% present in their mind. And I, I also come to, I, I, um, it's a thing I struggle with, too, because at one point, I don't want to necessarily feel bad because they are human still. They're alive and they're being present. They're, in some regard, present. Uh, I struggle with that as a thought because it's like I don't want to be just having, I guess sympathy. And anyway, yeah, kind of digress on that on that thought. Um, but we were talking about, um, uh, we were talking about. Oh, God. we were talking about like the. Oh, the idea. The reaction ew. of like. <laughs> yeah, and uh, almost got away from it. When, when <laughs> someone walked by. Um. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, w- I, I was saying like, I also want to know your thoughts yes too you of like where that comes from for you personally. Yeah. But I hope, well, I would just apologize on the behalf of Christians so far <laughs> who have been arrogant mm-hmm. in saying, we know this to be true and you better believe it or else. Um, And just emphasizing the law and not enough on grace and yeah. forgiveness or on love. Yeah. Um, as if God is a God who just tells us to do what I say or else, and I don't love you. Sure. You know? And so maybe the culture around religion that just says, I'm going to tell you what I believe and you. You better not disagree with me or even, yeah, even that like top down authority in religion. Um, and that doesn't give you the space to explore what you believe mm. um, and try to find that truth for yourself and come to this conclusion yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that pressure. I yeah. know pressure to be like, even when I'm drawing or something creative, like pressure is going to kill me. I can't do anything.
0: Yeah. An- you know. uh, and and um, can you go into that a little bit more?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so mm. I think that gut reaction maybe comes from a place like i said of feeling like you need to be able to explain yourself yeah and know exactly what you believe Mm. but for some time it's okay not to yeah and when i was growing up i very much didn't know what i believed for a while Mm. um so i hope you get to have like exploration mm. and not shy away from yeah. trying to find the truth and yeah and i, I to
0: and that, to know. to kind of go on to like your your next point i think it comes from a place of envy and a place mm-hmm. of um hmm. comes from uh yeah it, it's envy. just and i i think and that's mine anyway i think okay that's um interesting. for others i think I mean, God, it would be pretty cool to live in a world where someone just be like, "Oh yeah," and the Buddhists, yeah, oh, yeah, but it's like passing conversation, blah, blah, and then the Buddhists said this, and they're like, oh yeah, well yeah, cool, blah, 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 blah. and later in another conversation be like, oh yeah, and then like, oh yeah, well you know, Jesus knows. and this, and like, <laughs> and then another time it's it's um, oh well, um, uh, Muhammad said this type of stuff, you know, and and all this different stuff, and it would be interesting if it got to a point we were able to see them more as like from philosophical perspectives if we were talking because because no one scoffs when you're like well you know socrates said this and no one really scoffs but it is because it's it's not in this vacuum of mm. of like religions obviously so specific to mm-hmm. each person right um i would love to see it get to that point where you said that oh yeah yeah you're right <laughs> i i don't, but but it's hard because it, it <laughs> A lot of people don't believe in that, and it's, it's tough to believe in, especially when, like, facts are very important nowadays, especially in this kind of, like, age of opinionism being very, like, almost higher, held higher than fact. Mm. Religion seems to fall into, not necessarily opinionism, but it, it, opinionism isn't truthful always, right? Mm-hmm. And, and religion isn't, isn't scientific, yeah, and and so we we still like personal belief. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that'll be something in like a hundred years. If the religions have more have become even more liberal, or if they've molded into kind of one, or or what? Because, mm. I mean, that's the other thing. Religion isn't really done evolving, right? I mean, because would you say religion's been evolving since evolving Ooh. since
1: like Jesus died. It's for sure been changing. Yeah. Culturally. Yeah. Um in different doctrines. Evolving has a connotation that it wasn't good enough and mm-hmm. now it's getting it's like getting mm-hmm. better. But I'm not quite sure if that's the case. And I don't know too much about history. Yeah. Um religious history. Sure. So yeah. I yeah. don't I don't know what to say about that because
0: cause, I mean I'm just interested Like we were
1: talking about that whole
0: thing of like does God if God's present and ever, all the time mm-hmm. would he be able to look at someone who lived in 2100 the same as 2020 because mm-hmm. probably not I'd imagine I mean what happens what <laughs> happens when we go to space what if we ever live on Mars Earth it w- <clears throat> I guess it's an interesting thing. If you had the choice to go to Mars because Earth was dying, would you choose to go to Mars or would you... This is getting into Ooh. a really interesting <laughs> perspective. Because if we're understanding God made the Earth, right? Uh-huh. Um, would you choose to go to Mars or you say, no, God created this for me and I need to stay because of that?
1: That's very interesting. That's a cool yeah. question to think about. <laughs> but I know that... Um I can only speak from what I know. Yeah. Yeah. But in Genesis when he made Adam and Eve. Sure. He was like, Dwell in this land and um I'm not sure exactly I can't quote it exactly, but he said to like cultivate the land and take care of it. And uh-huh. he put the man in charge <sighs> of the land. Yeah. So I don't know if that goes for Mars. Right. But I know that caring about the environment and caring about this people caring about the earth yeah, is also I mean, part of the mission
0: of god obviously here. we need to have i mean religious or not we need to practice love with this earth mm-hmm. um, do you do you believe that like god created the planets and everything the universe yeah so mm-hmm. that's that's interesting because i mean obviously do you do you when you look at the bible are you looking at it from a metaphorical perspective ever mm. like like do you like we're getting more into the, the deeper beliefs and i promise sure. not to judge at all Um, yeah, ask away. Do do you personally believe that we're all descended from Adam and Eve? Yes. Do you believe in evolution?
1: Evolution, not in macro evolution.
0: Like that we descended from apes? No. Okay. Um, so where does this, this is the interesting thing because like the Bible, (sighs) it's, I was taught a lot that it's metaphorical. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of it anyway. Right. Yeah and that we can learn from the teachings and uh, again it's 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 been this passed down um by sinners Mm -hmm. right it's been passed down by people who are storytellers and and um final i don't know i I don't know when it was written Mm -hmm. uh when it became actually written down but not for a while and because i mean you've played the game telephone ever yeah <laughs> it's, <gonna laughs> it's this change. idea of telephone things change so i'm i'm curious how do you ever struggle with this idea of like well maybe i shouldn't take this so literally mm. and i sh- i i need to be i don't know aware of perhaps some things are metaphorical or some things were up changed mm. dur- since it was mm. written by For people sure. who weren't divine
1: yeah so I think some parts of the Bible are to be taken metaphorically and some are to be taken literally. Mm-hmm. And it is r- it is hard for me, hard for anyone to know when is which. But a huge chunk of the Bible, I think almost two-thirds, is poetry, mm. actually. Mm. And so the New Testament is like the last third or last quarter of the Bible. Mm-hmm. The rest is the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of it is poetry. And so... When you say, like, God is going to take me up on wings like eagles, is that literal, you know? Right. Um, Interesting. But then when you look at things like God made the earth yeah. and everything in it, um, God made Adam and Eve. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to see how that's metaphorical, you know? So then you have to wrestle with this, okay, what do you believe now? And that's I think that's reasonable for it to be very difficult, mm. you know, for anyone. Reconcile, mm-hmm. but um,
0: yeah, this is and this is where I start uh leaving religion, I think, mm-hmm. is this the science aspects of it, yeah? Because I mean, I, and like if you were to be like, well, point to it, I'd be pretty bad about pointing out, but okay. as far as I understand, uh, I mean, it's been pretty closely or if not definitely scientifically proven that we've descended from apes mm-hmm. and that the earth and the universe was created from the big bang mm-hmm. and I, th- I forget if that's a theory or if that i mean not i think the word theory is some it, it it's not necessarily something that hasn't been proved i, I forget what it is mm-hmm. um but there's this idea of the, that that we came from the, uh, the whole world the universe came from the big bang right And it was a series of trillions of years or maybe millions i'm pretty sure it was trillions billions whatever like all this crazy amount of time and that there is other solar systems and other planets and perhaps with other life and most likely with with other life um and i i'm curious this is and, and i'm I'm wonder and i, I where, how 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 do you kind of either accept that or mm-hmm. push it away and yeah. would you consider that n- somewhere in between uh, ignorance and naivete Mm. or leaning towards one side more Uh, what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah so to talk specifically about like evolution and like how do we know the past yeah um i have a specific friend of mine who's like really interested in this topic alone and has like reconciled it fully in his mind Uh of he he's majoring in biology he's going to med school and he's a christian who defends adam and eve and Okay. The creation theory. Yeah. But I'm not him, so I won't be able to give you that. Right,
0: he would be able to talk further on this. Yeah. Okay, sure. But
1: one thing that I would say is that there's a difference between proof and evidence. Uh Uh-huh. And so I can prove you gravity, right? I can prove you these laws of Earth, um, but no one can really prove to you, for example, that George Washington was the first president of the United States. Okay. We see from evidence that he was in fact the can the I first just
0: ask, is that because George Washington isn't alive today?
1: Yeah. So like I can't show you George Washington being the first president of the United States. Okay. That's but b- there's hmm. there's very clear evidence that mm. he is so you'd be pretty ignorant to try to deny that. Right. But um all of the evidence of uh evolution is still a scientific evidence. hmm And there's just as much spiritual and philosophical and real evidence that, in a way, shows that we were created by God and that mm-hmm. God exists, mm. and so it i don't think you could say that objectively, yeah, I have no choice but to believe that science is true, sure, at the end of the day, you do have a choice yeah there's sure. a way to explore more of the things that my friend would say, for mm. example um. Uh, there's room for exploration. Yeah. There's no need to just... I'd I'd have to do
0: a little more research on the proof versus evidence. And it sounds like proof is pretty much just uh, in real time, it Mm -hmm. sounds like, versus evidence is past Yeah, uh, and you still judge for yourself. (laughs) I mean, that's interesting. So proof becomes evidence, right? Mm.
1: Proof is over things that can be repeated.
0: Because if I was having a conversation with Thomas Jefferson right now... Yeah. In, I was back in, in uh, the er, the late 1700s, right? He would be able to say, yes, George Washington is prooffully the first president, right? In that moment. Because he knew George Washington. Because he knew, and he was present, and he was there for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's proof, right? I guess so. So proof, That'd it sounds, witness. I mean, from our, our, our limited together definitions of proof, and how I'm cur- currently trying to understand this. Mm-hmm proof seems to become evidence hmm.
1: i'm not sure i think thomas jefferson would have to come to you with evidence sure. saying george washington was the first president sure. but he still can't he'd have to come to with me for proof with proof yes proof for yeah. evidence or whatever he has yeah but um i guess my point
0: Sure, and I don't need to get into the... We- I'm literally just trying to... Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I
1: can tell, and I okay, appreciate good, that. Okay, good, good. Um, I think all that I could really say about... Sure. for Like, to actually benefit yeah. you is, like, that you still have a choice for yourself. Yeah. And there's still room for exploration on both sides. Totally. Whether you believe in science or whether mm. you're going to believe in creation. Mm. Um, because both sides do make compelling arguments against the other yeah um, and no one can actually prove to you objectively what's true you know so what was that last point? No one can actually prove to you and give you no choice but to believe one or the other yeah I mean, in the end we
0: we we all see different um things through narratives and stories, right how mm-hmm. it's presented to us huh. yeah, I mean i mean this is also a conversation that's been literally happening forever since science has ever existed where it's like philosophers are going back and forth well well if science exists like then how or if this if if the planets revolve around the sun and instead of the earth well now our whole idea of what's previously existed is all and messed up yeah and that what but that's so interesting because that was I don't know if it was either, I mean, when, when before Copernicus, when, I believe it was Copernicus, um, when we thought that we, I forget what it was called, but essentially that the everything uh, revolved around the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they had proof or evidence of that. I guess their evidence was the Bible. I, ge- I mean, I don't know if, but like, it is, because here's the thing mm-hmm. people were afraid to, or n- not afraid, they were angry and they'd be hell bent to change the idea that the sun was the center mm-hmm. instead of the earth because for some reason they would have seen that that makes their religion weaker. Really? Be- a- a- That's and this is, again, this is me with my limited. But just be. I, it, <sighs> It seemed that's that's my story. That's my depiction of it. That's how yeah. I'm 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 witnessing it, right? Because people were literally black. That was seen as blasphemous, blasphemous. Mm. And if it's seen as blasphemous, I mean, why was it blasphemous? Blasphemous applies to I think God pretty much. I I don't know a lot of other cases where even if we're being racist, is that blasphemous against the American? constitution perhaps but no one really says that that's blasphemous I feel like blasphemous is only a uh, religious Mm. thing would you agree
1: yeah I think so culturally Uh, yeah
0: and I don't know if blasphemous is literally uh, uh, in the bible or whatever I I imagine it may be Um, hmm. (sighs) would would you ever be like so you're you have free will so you can continue to learn and yeah, such and, sure. in, in both directions, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah, I'm really interested by this, this whole science thing and okay. and and with religion. And it's also interesting because I was also taught in high school that Catholicism in the Bible is very metaphorical. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting because I did have some teachers who are like, who were Christian teachers, and they're being like, well, you have to look at, like, seven days as, like, under the lens of a billion years because that's what's been proven. I mean, huh, it's been, I guess, by if we're using our logic, it's what's been, uh, what was the word again we said? Evidence? Evid- evidence. evidence. Huh. I'd have to look for, I mean, this is the other thing about language where it's, like, words have so many different meanings to so many different yeah. people sometimes. You don't have to worry about the, yeah. proof of this <laughs>
1: thing
0: that is interesting
1: yeah. hmm.
0: how do you think this conversation will impact your um continuous learning i guess in yeah, your relationship
1: sure. i really still want to have that conversation with that friend and mm. see where the christian viewpoint yeah comes i mean from if, if you science. can definitely um uh, my instagram is
0: uh free interviews if mm. you end up getting something or like want to have a video message from him, feel free to send that okay. or even an audio recording. I can, yeah. I can throw that up at some point as like a, a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, cause that's the other thing. That's, that's the beautiful thing about saying, I don't know mm-hmm. because there's someone who either knows or believes they know or, Or has some better philosophical argument that is uh, interesting to Mm. add to the idea. Because, I mean, that's the great thing of not thinking alike is that we're able to get other people's outside perspectives and then add that to ours and see how that, I guess, um, plays against our current beliefs. Yeah.
1: And also, like, outside of just religious dialogue, like, I'm really... I think it's really cool that I met you. Yeah. And likewise. I got to hear, I got to hear the perspective of a guy sitting on the street, like, <laughs> yeah, doing free interviews. Yeah. and Has a project going and uh-huh. you know moved from Chicago. Yep. I think that's super cool. Thank and, like, you. Just Thank you. Just this like interaction, mm-hmm. like informs my worldview of like, oh like, people like you exist and that's so interesting. That's so cool. You know, Hell yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that sounds like a good place to end it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sure, well, thank Thanks you so much for joining me.
1: Yeah. Thanks for talking.
0: Of course. That's all for now. This has been Free Interviews with Nick Corey. If you want to get in contact, follow me on Instagram at Free Interviews. Talk soon. Interviews with Nick Corey is produced by Absurd Junk Productions. <laughs>